Hello, and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your host, Tyler W. Moore and Christopher Strong. With special guest, Beth Christine. Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. Uh, it's been a month. It, it's felt like a year. Uh, you know, my I'm, I'm, I'm waking up. I'm doing the yawn. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I got to stretch because I, I haven't I haven't moved in a month. Anyway, so I'm Tyler. I'm Beth. I'm Chris. And today we uh, we had a double feature. We started off our night by seeing the uh, the cult classic, <laughs> The Room, and uh, then seeing the new film, The Disaster Artist. It would probably be appropriate to talk about The Room a little bit before we get into the new film. Um, Chris. When was the first time you saw The Room? It was like either late 2015 or early 2016. Okay. Sometime in that point. I can't remember exactly when. And the second time that we watched, the, the first time we watched it today. Yeah. And this is not the second time I've watched it. And I paid way more attention to this time period than I did last time. Uh-huh. Because last time I was kind of had it playing and I was kind of like, uh, should I keep watching this? <laughs> it's I, I, get, I get the cult thing, but like I feel like... It's more enjoyable. In a group? With, yeah, the group. Uh-huh. By yourself, it's not as enjoyable. And watching with you guys was uh, very much proof of that. I, I, I think I can... I totally understand what you're saying. Because um, my first time I saw it in, like, 2012, I, of course, had context. I saw, like, you know, people doing reviews over it. And I watched it, and I, I laughed quite a bit. Um, I had for a long time wanted to watch it again because I felt like I was going to get more out of it the second time and then that would lead to you oh well I was actually going to watch it one time with you when I was at your house because you like quoted it and then you're like "Uh, have you seen the room yet like no I had actually never heard of it Mm -hmm. so you're like oh you you have to see the room we were going to watch it like right then Mm -hmm. (laughs) right then it was that important Uh, but I had to go so, not sure how long ago I watched it. It was like you. a couple, like six months ago, maybe. Okay, yeah. So I went in completely blind, such as I usually do, uh, such as I did with the disasters too. Uh, and boy, oh boy, <laughs> like when it first started up, I was just like, "What?" And then, like in two seconds, in I was just like, "Oh, yeah, yep, <laughs> yeah, I, I can dig it, <laughs> I can dig it, keep it coming." And again, yeah, it's better to. Um, it's better inter- like once you've seen it yourself to introduce it to people and then that leads into the group thing. Yeah, I I was going to say I had to pause to eat because of Tommy's wet hair. <laughs> yeah. It was freaking me out. It's constantly wet. Yep. It looks like he like came out of a swimming pool just recently and it's like, "Okay, let's go." Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Every offer. Sure. It's like it's like Tim Burton how he looks like he just messes his hair up <laughs> right before an interview. The one thing that I did recognize from the movie was the uh, "Don't touch me, motherfucker" part. I don't know where I've seen it, but I know yeah. people. Have, it's like, like a, it's like a meme, basically. Right, right, yeah. Most of the yeah. room is a meme. Right, that was a that was the one thing I did, right. and I was just like, "Where have I seen this?" So I didn't say this, but watching it tonight was my third time watching the room. There are Oscar-winning films I have not seen twice uh, that I've not seen more than once. So. Uh, that that 
<laughs> hey Beth, if you had to give the room a Jamie rating, how many Jamies would you give the room? Give me just a second. Um, you want me to so, give mine? Sure. Ten. I give it ten <laughs> Jamies. It's thoroughly entertaining. It's you laugh throughout most of the movie. No, yeah, like I was, I was gonna get into a bit of that later. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like we were like sitting there and we're like, wait, we have to pause it. We can't miss this part. Yeah. Um, and, like Tyler had to go to the bathroom. I was just like, you missed the... The How's Your Sex Life? Yeah. I was yeah. like, no. Yeah. I, lo- I love watching The Room. I love it. So let me ask you guys something. You are Tommy Wiseau now. So you just premiered, like, the net- you don't have The Room, though. Like, you just premiered a movie that you... Uh-huh. Like, just, just like Tommy Wiseau, basically. Yeah. And everybody reacted the same, like, the same sort of way that they've uh-huh. been reacting to it. How do you feel? I have no idea. I would probably give up and kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, that. the thing is, you know, I don't want to dwell too much on The Room before we get into the actual movie we're talking about. But, like, as of, like, more recent years, Tommy has been taking everything a hell of a lot better. He's a guy who, you know, loves the people who love it no matter what and uh, cares about the fans and is, like, making the most out of it and, you know, like... In early interviews for this movie, it seemed like he was not having a good time. Right. And, like, he was a little bit depressed and people were kind of making fun of him. I feel like people have been warming up to Tommy himself and that's helped quite a bit. Like, it, it seems like he's having a good time now. And, I like, I, I'm... That's, like, something... When people see this, like, people who have no idea what the room is, I... 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 I I get disheartened when I see, like, in the comments, like, oh, this guy's retarded. He looks like a drug addict, blah, blah, blah. Like, guys, come on. Like, the guy, like, the, the that's not, that shouldn't be, like, the takeaway from this movie. And I, I really want people to, like, enjoy Tommy for the character that he is, if that makes any sense. Right, no, I, I can't think of a single person like Tommy Wiseau. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> like, there are not, I do not get into like going crazy for celebrities there was uh, this is a stupid little story but one time harrison ford was in wichita i was pumping gas and i look over i see this guy he looks like harrison ford i wake up the next morning i find out he was in wichita it was probably him i think oh would i have done anything differently probably not i wouldn't have bothered him if tommy wiseau was around i would go gaga over him (laughs) i would ask him for an autograph yeah, photograph and uh, whatever else you can get. Yeah, from I'd have him manhandle me in a, <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a photograph. Yeah, like the like the Scooby Doo sort of thing. Like he's like holding you. Yeah. Here, Julia, I think that's her name. Yeah. I haven't I haven't looked much into the actors or you know mm-hmm. how. So the, that's why like seeing the disaster artist the way it was like portrayed, it kind of gave me a bit more of an idea. I don't know what's real and what's not, but um, there's something I read about her. You know she. She said, when it first came out, I just wanted to hide away forever and die. Mm-hmm. But it, after a while, she warmed up to, like, this movie brings people together. People enjoy it. People still watch it. You know, it's... You can laugh. You can cry. But just don't hurt each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is it that they're throwing at the, at the screen? Spoons. Oh, spoons, okay. Because they have the uh, the photographs of spoons in the frames. Those are like the those are the photos that came with the frames, and they just right. left them in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if there are any questions about like what's real and what isn't in the movie, 
I did read uh, the memoir, The Disaster Artist by Greg Sestero. So the, I, I, you know, uh, because I am obsessed with this, I, uh, I gave a listen to the, his audiobook. He does a really great uh, Tommy impression in that. Um, I guess, yeah, just theater experience uh, for this one. Uh, the, there is a, there's a pretty full theater. Uh, this was the only night they were playing it outside of Warren 21, which is like the more expensive uh, 21 and older uh, screens. Also, I couldn't go because I'm still a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Your one baby year, face. One year too young, baby face. Um, um, there was a guy behind us who really enjoyed the film. Well, there was a guy behind us who really liked saying, oh, hi, Mark, over and over again. I got really worried about him before the movie. My past two uh, theater experiences have been uh, people talking throughout the entire movie. Right. And it's like, it's gotten me a little bit sour on like going to cinemas, which is horribly depressing uh, because I love going to the movies. Um, but this one was a really good experience because everyone was really enjoying it. Right. Well, I, there was this one guy, I mean, this didn't really bother me. It was more just like, what's with your laugh type of thing. Yeah. But I mean, Oh, yeah, there was a guy, like, you could hear go, ha, like, during certain well, parts. Yeah, and, like, there was another guy, his laugh, I, I can't imitate it right now. It was just a really weird laugh. And there I, was a guy who sounded like Seth Rogen in the theater. <laughs> 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 it's funny that you talk about your uh, your experience being soured. The last few movies I've gone to see in theaters mm-hmm. have had, like, two people. It's yeah. been great. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm used to going, like, you know, during the weekdays early enough where no one's there. And uh, the last couple times, it's been I've ended up going on weekends or something, or like at special screenings where there's gonna be people showing up. So I'm really glad that like even even though there were were a lot of people here, that this one didn't get screwed up. Yeah, it's really kind of nice when like it's you said early mornings, and there's also like six weeks after the movie's been out. Yeah, like it's like a week or two before they're about to leave the Warren or any theater actually. Go at like nine o'clock or ten o'clock. Nobody's there. If it's if this horrible. were a regular movie, and we weren't doing it for the podcast, I would yeah I would have done exactly that. But because it is for the podcast and it's specifically like this, yeah no we and we usually go see movies on like Tuesdays now. Yeah, this was the first time I've gone in a while where it's been like opening night. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was afraid it was gonna be crazy and we weren't gonna get good seats. Mm-hmm. Um, a good turnout, but yeah, just fine. So. We, yeah, we were off to the side a little bit, but that wasn't we like. Right, we managed like we we saw one when Chris and I walked in. We saw like one kind of see like it was near the middle, and we're like, ah, uh, I mean, like I guess we could sit there. And then I like spotted something near the back, like second row, and I was like, yes, here we go, <laughs> perfect. I usually prefer to actually sit on the end. That's just my own thing. You you sit on the end of the I'm, road. I'm the, I'm the end of the road. Yeah, just to sit on. Yeah, just because. Really. Yeah. Um. It's just it's just a thing I like to do. Just to sit on the end. Unless I'm with other people, that's in the middle. But like, if I'm by myself, it's just on the end. And uh, on, yeah, like there's an empty theater. You'll sit on the side of the screen. No, if empty theater, I'm sitting in the middle of the things. It's because nobody else is there. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm like, you know, it's like it's like a to big, a, to big, avoid like uh, oh, like, it's so much, you know, it's so much to... easier to get out of there. It's like oh, you know, sure, like okay, I see what you, I see what you mean. Like you, you're talking about like in a packed theater. You, you know? gotta wait there. Like oh, okay, I want to go home. I need to go okay. pee real bad. Like I've been holding it for like you know beginning of the movie, which I did here. Mm-hmm. Thank God though. Speaking of the. Like, Getting the disaster artist yeah. finally. The movie is like what an hour and a half long. Yeah, <laughs> no, the movie's it's, it's super short. 
one thing to say about the seats was normally during movies I always have to pee and I you know I, I knew I was gonna have to this time so uh, because it was like setting at the edge I was like all right yeah I won't, I won't have to awkwardly scooch against people but uh, it turns out I didn't have to pee so. <laughs> that's what I was about like, yeah, if you gotta, you gotta pee you just you just can get up really easily and just get go to the back never like, I, sorry I'm so I'll, oh excuse me I'll piss my pants before geez. I leave the oh. movie oh gosh I'm so sorry <laughs> I like just talking about how like this movie goes from the uh like, like compare the movie to the the book um this definitely like condenses everything down quite a bit it kind of um takes certain events and puts them in different places all right um it's but it's pretty faithful in terms of like how everything happens there's a few scenes that like aren't like are fabricated right. like him like when he uh he's talking to judd apatow in that one scene in the restaurant i'm pretty sure who that that's who that was um, I was wondering who that person was. I tried to ask you about he's that. He's the producer. That yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's him. And that that's something that was invented for the movie. Totally believable, though. Yeah, no, no. That's, like, every, everything that they added in adds something to the film. Absolutely, yeah. Especially with that, that they have to, like, dense things down. So mm-hmm. you can't just, it's not just, like, a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Like, I, I kind of like that, like, the, the room itself is an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And the movie here is also an hour and a half. I guess, like, yeah, the movie based off of the, the movie should be longer yeah well like because one of my notes is that i wish it was longer it's not like because nothing i have to say here like is a real detriment to the film like what they've presented is really great and i loved it it's a very funny movie uh i i wish it was long because i wish it got into certain aspects uh a, a bit more like some of like mostly like stuff that would have made the like the first and second act before they got into making the room a lot longer right <laughs> but um yeah no I, I feel like there's it it pays off pretty that, well that's funny like i i'm actually like the opposite in that sort of spectrum where i was like i was happy with the fact that like, they started getting into the production of the room as quickly as they did i was like you know we 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 People know who Tommy is now. Like, right. As far as like, especially they, they established pretty pretty fast. I, I what kind I of I'm just talking is, you know, mostly about like I'm talking mostly about like stuff that I know happens from the from okay the, yeah the, yeah gotcha. from the source material. But like no no like in terms of shrinking it down, they did a really really good job. Like you understand who the people are. They get into it. It's like just immediately. Yeah. One of my, one of the first questions I can think of between the book and the movie, if it was real, was uh, the girl. Was that in the book? Yeah. And I was surprised that... Because, like, it was sort of a... Greg kind of used it in his book as, like, a... Because he, he told it non in a nonlinear way. Right. And I'm surprised that they just, like, they went completely beginning, middle, end right. for this movie. Um, and the girl being involved was something that was kind of like a... Like, shows, like, the difficulties of he and Tommy's relationship... Right. Like, I think, I'm pretty sure I remember uh, Greg was out of Tommy's apartment before they made the movie. Like, a long time before. Right. Would, would, do you know if she was based off of a real person or anything? No, or no, she, it... like, she he, she was based on the uh, girl Greg was dating. Okay, yeah. That's what I was wondering. Because, yeah. you know, if not, it would have worked either way. Because mm-hmm. it, she helped, like, show the flaws, I yeah. guess, to Greg. And, uh... This has nothing to do with, like, the quality of the disaster artist. There's a character in there who plays the, I think it was the director of photography, the bald guy. Yeah. Not, not Seth Rogen. 
um, that guy kept distracting me because it looks like my, my old bosses. <laughs> I kept thinking the entire time, like, why why is that guy up there? You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was really good. He like I didn't know who he was, and I've seen him like in sort sort of like the press stuff for this movie. He was really good. I, I enjoyed when he was screaming at Tommy. Yes. There was like a re- there was really there was the really great scene where they're about to gear up for the uh, the sex scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, man oh man, like everyone flipping out on that set. That's such a like I'm glad they selected that as one of the right one of the scenes right. that they showed off. I was just gonna ask. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, really fast. Uh, so was he was he actually walking around with like the. Yeah. The, okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Just just make it just trying to clarify that one. I've got to show my ass to sell the movie. Is that a direct quote? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of like all, one of my notes is actually the actors for like the crew. They all did really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Rogen was not in it a lot, which uh, he was like used very sparingly, and I appreciated that. Like they didn't try to shove him in more than he needed right. to be. Because San- like Sandy, um, the script supervisor is a pretty big is a pretty prominent character in the book and yeah i mean like they didn't overuse him at all right. so they could have easily just had him in there a lot more yeah. but they chose not to for okay mm-hmm. that's good no, yeah no so like uh, they did a good job balancing everything out and i would say also from the like trailers and all the uh, marketing material i really thought they were going to make tommy the main character they did because you know obviously the the book is from greg's perspective and that like making tommy mysterious is something that completely aids the film so i was really glad when greg was the lead of it right uh that's the girl i think she did the makeup the one with glasses mm-hmm. she was two girls with glasses uh when she says this is gonna look really wet like i i didn't name that. i was just like yes there uh, another note you mentioned, uh, okay, yeah, and how, like, they didn't, like, overuse him. I was really happy with, like, all the, f- two notes about this. I was really happy with all, like, the familiar faces. I was, even if I didn't, like, quite know the actor very well, yeah. you know, I was happy, like, just seeing someone jump in and kind of, you know, be there for a second. Yeah. Um, like, the guy who played, uh, the guy with the gun. Oh, yeah, uh, Zach Efron? Yeah, you know, he was there for just a bit, but it's so cool. Uh, so, <laughs> brings me to my most important note, uh, <laughs> Hannibal Burris. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, before, when we were watching the room, uh, when Johnny's, like, tearing up the room and everything, Chris mentioned, oh, is, is this a Eric Andre show? <laughs> and so, when I saw him, like, on there, I was just like, it's, it's a fucking Eric Andre show here. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I, I was disappointed that, like, because when he showed up, I was disappointed because, like, oh, yeah, the, the person he is is not, like, a, a major, like, player in the story or anything. Right. So, uh, I was, like, I was hoping they'd use a bit more of him, and they didn't. Um, mm-hmm. But I, w- I was just really happy to see him. No, yeah, I was just really happy Hannibal that he was there. Never has there been a, such a great room destruction scene, by the way. Just going back to the room since Citizen Kane. <laughs> I was just about to say, uh, that was, like, the Citizen Kane part of the movie, basically. <laughs> why, Lisa? Why? Why? Well, it's funny, like, you know, looking at uh, Tommy, seeing other movies, like, actually, like, taking some parts from those movies, basically, throwing into the room. Yeah. With the, you know, you're tearing me apart stuff, which mm-hmm. was from uh, James Dean right there. Yeah. And, yeah, I wonder if the room destruction scene actually really was from just him watching Citizen Kane at some point going, <laughs> we, I should have this in there. <laughs> there. There was a there was another part in there where, like, this is a uh, another true, true facts where, like, James Franco, like, just quickly says it. 
uh, where he um, uh, Mark is named after Mark Damon from the talented Mr. Ripley from the Mr. Ripley movie. <laughs> uh, one of the things I really appreciated uh, is like at the at, at the end of the movie after the, like, they have like, the end part. I'm like, oh, okay, that was really good. And then they have like the little side by side thing, which made me really excited to like kind of mm-hmm. see the room next to the asteroids. Like kind of see like how close I got with things and like. It it was really really close in a lot yeah. of parts. It was like, like sometimes it was like, the timing timing was but slightly it was, off. Right. It was spot on on some of the parts. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, like I mean, yeah, some of the parts were like so spot on. It was actually scary. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> why are you so hysterical? Like, yeah. They did that exactly, and it, I was like, how long did they study this yeah. before? <laughs> Somebody else had to watch it a bunch of times. And yeah. <laughs> right. You mentioned the ending. How you know that was? I I really liked the ending. Um. But, like, the premiere scene, that really got it for me. Um, I just, uh, like, I enjoyed, you know, the whole everyone's laughing, everyone's having a good mm-hmm. time, e- even the actors. Um, and I kind of felt that, like, in the in the theater we were mm-hmm. in, like, you know, anytime we heard, like, Tommy's laugh or, you know, something, yeah. everyone would kind of just have, like, the same reaction. It, it was just, like, the whole bringing people together t- yeah. kind of thing. One thing I'll say about the, the like, premiere scene that they had was um, when the movie's playing and like, all the people and, like are, are laughing and everything, um, like you know you're laughing at all like all the quotes that you recognize. Then there's like this shot of Tommy sitting in the theater and he's like you can see like a tear coming out of his eye, and everyone stopped laughing. Right. Because you started feeling bad for him. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because... oh, he put all his heart and soul into this thing. And right. Like, oh, that's right. There's also a human being here that yeah. also made this thing. Let's. You know, he actually cared about this, and even though it's like he's kind of over-the-top sort of kind of guy, right. mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, but he's still, you know, he's tries to be kind of genuine, even though you don't know right. jack about the guy, basically. Right, well, and, it, like, in the movie, when I was seeing trailers for The Disaster Artist, I was just like, oh, geez, you know, poor guy. Like, yeah. it, it's just, it, is this going to be a movie just, like, shitting on him Making the whole time? Making fun of him, yeah. But then it's like, no, it, it's, like, showing... It's the like, human side of right, Tommy and it's Wiseau. also like just telling what happened, kind of another biased sort of way. Right. Another thing that is in the uh, in the memoir is it goes into like what Greg assumes is Tommy's past, like from what he's gathered. I'm really glad none of that is in here because this is like a really good way to present like the character to everybody. Like right. someone who's never seen the room before needs the mystery of who this guy is. Right. It's like one of the ideas that he sold pants or something like that, or like clothing. Yeah. And like that's how he got his six million. Either it's like, or however much money he has. He was basically like a yeah, like a street clothes reseller. Yeah, but how successful were you again? Yeah. <laughs> and how is it that nobody knows who you are yeah. if you're this successful? There's a there's a commercial that exists that Tommy did. Where he uh, does to be or not to be. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. There were some things that were presented in this that I didn't even think about while watching The Room. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Denny's age. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I was like, oh, wow. I, looking at, like, you know, the actual actor, I can't tell if he's, like, 15 or 30. Yeah. Because, and, you know, like, oh, oh, just your age, like, 15, 16, I'm, I'm 26. <laughs> yeah, so. um, I, I was going to make a comment while we were watching The Room today that, like, uh, Denny looks like a 30-year-old man pasted onto a, like, 14-year-old's body. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're thinking, like, okay, wait a second, how old are you? 
like, like he plays like almost like a, almost like a high schooler, but he's but he's like actually in college, right? That's right. Like the character was a, um. They I think he they he's past eighteen because that's right. That's right. They mentioned yeah. that they wanted to he wanted to adopt him or whatever. yeah yeah. And yeah, yeah. once he turned eighteen, Tommy rented an apartment for him. Oh my god! I went deep into the lore of the room. Mom's got breast cancer. This guy was. It never comes up again. Never comes up again. <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> oh jeez, Zach Efron was. A... Yeah. yeah, that guy's a monster. <laughs> oh yeah, that that guy's a monster. <laughs> I like the fact that it's so true with how like um, I forgot who was it asked the question, but it's like. Oh, that's right. They're asking it to the to the woman who's playing the mother. Asked her, you know, why do you do this? Why do you yeah. travel thirty miles? It's like, well, we're actors. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that that's so true, right there. Like, so many actors will do these really bad movies. Where you're thinking, like, why do they just walk out? Because no, that's just what they're they're actors. That's what mm-hmm. they do. This is they're they're there to cause they love this stuff. The one thing I really liked was uh, um, again Zac Efron and the psychologist guy, who pretty sure you said walked out of like yep. the actor, so you wouldn't. have probably gone to the premiere but you know he might have been i don't remember right uh but it, it was just like uh oh yeah you know are, are you in this uh, yeah yeah i mean i play the psychologist oh yeah that's cool because like you know people either left or weren't there for very long or mm-hmm. came on later and like I'm, replaced people i'm pretty sure they went through three dps on this on, oh, on the room oh, <laughs> so wow. it's like I, I think that the the bald guy with the purple glasses Stays a lot longer than he did in the um, actual uh, movie. Just condensed to one. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of times, it's like it's like, why would you be introducing? I guess I guess they could have introduced new DPs each time. Right. Or but like it was totally fine to have him like just be the condensed version of like you know three or whatever many people it was. I thought it would be really interesting if you just saw like the crew dwindling over time, or just like completely different faces. I thought they're about to do that actually. When they're like after the um, him just like freaking out everybody, mm-hmm. um, I actually thought that it was gonna happen. I was like, okay, here we're gonna have another scene where it's like everybody's different. Like they had the um, they had the like the crew show up, whatever. For, like, pulls the up in a van. Pulls yeah. up in a van, and I was like, oh, okay, so we're now getting to the part where it's like nobody's left basically. Yeah, like it, that was like additional shooting that they had done in uh, San Francisco, right? Right. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was thinking about was with the room is that. Um, it's one of those, you know, like it's a it's a good bad movie, mm-hmm. and there's the ones that people make like Sharknado type things, yeah. where it's like where they try where they to make it bad, yeah, and it's like a cynical sort of thing. This was made by somebody who actually wanted did it to be good. That's the difference between these three. Like, yeah, you know, this is like this is garbage. This, this is, is charming. This, this is charming. Yeah, yeah. Um, real quick, we haven't really touched on this just yet. I want to say that um. The performances in terms of like James and Dave Franco, Dave as Greg did a really good job. If I feel like if you didn't know that they were brothers, it would help quite a bit because I like I just hear their voices sounding like kind of similar and it uh, it kind of takes me out of it just a little bit. But in terms of like acting, they did like if if it were two separate people playing it, I think it would be. Like you wouldn't even tell, like if both on both sides. Right. Honestly, I totally forgot that they were that that was Dave Franco in that part. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, that is Dave Franco. That's right. That he was playing uh, Greg. But yeah. 
I when I started watching it, I just totally just forgot about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like Seth Rogen, I could recognize. Obviously, I recognize. I can still recognize James Franco as as like playing the part, or whatever. Right. But at the same time, I got I got like so into like the character that like it I kind of forgot about the fact that right. it was Franco playing it. Right. I I was totally immersed like with them as characters, but it was it was like just the fact that, like they kind like whenever they'd kind of sound similar at certain parts, like that was like the only thing. And like like I said, any real like thing, any bad things I have to say about the any negative notes I have on this are like so minor. Right. And then James Franco, the man himself, holy shit, did a really great job as Tommy Wiseau. Oh, yeah. Um, The thing is, I haven't seen very many movies with either of them. I've seen Mm -hmm. a few, and I didn't even know they were brothers until this. Mm -hmm. Um, And while I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, I can definitely, like, see it in the face. Yeah. But if I... If I had known more about both of them, like, individually, and, like, I'd known that they were brothers way before it, I'd probably have the same problem, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I can't, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen Dave in a movie. It was just, like, it, it's mostly just, like, I've seen James in enough movies. I can see, like, James in him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, basically, they're kind of squished together. Yeah. That's, I'm thinking of the hand motion, I realize that is not <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's not going to translate. So <laughs> I find, um, what's, I think about it, and the certain sort of relationship as, like, Casey Affleck and... Ben Affleck, sure. Where like I f- kind of forget where Casey Affleck is sometimes. I'm like, oh yeah, he's actually in a lot of movies. Actually, I've seen before. I kind of like mm-hmm. forget about the fact that he's in those. He was hiding under a sheet for ninety minutes in a in, in a ghost story. <laughs> I have a hard time picking who did the best reenactment uh, mm-hmm. for all the characters. I would have to think on that because they all did a really good job and they put a lot of. James like obviously put like a lot of effort into his like but all the like supporting cast too like did right, a right. very good job. So do we want to just go ahead and do uh, Jamie ratings then? Go Tyler. I'm gonna give it a solid nine. Me nine. Beth. Uh nine point five. I'm still kind of leaving room because honestly. Right. Yeah, nine point five to ten. I can't think of anything at the moment. But the only thing I can think of is the point that you brought up with them being brothers. Yeah. Other than that, like pretty the, movie. It was yeah. It was just like a bunch of very very minute things, and right. it's like I I wish it was I wish it was an hour longer. <laughs> like Greg was just too short for me. I just that's why that's why I yep, lost the whole mm, point. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they, they <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a lame reason to lose a point. Right. I think actually maybe he is. I'm not. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Oh looks, yeah, he looks close enough. I don't care. I got fully immersed. I, I, don't, I thought you. Know. I thought you meant just like in general, he was too short. Like not even like in in contrast to like uh, Greg Sestero himself. <laughs> I thought like you're just like no, he was too short. It freaked me out. <laughs> be like an ammo crate for the man to stand on top of during the parts of James Franco. Um, anyway, guys, so we're back. This is season four. This is the green season. We are going to, uh, we're going to be back, what, next week? Uh, two weeks? Something like that? Pretty soon. Pretty soon. No, I think it's not next week, but the week after that for Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Unless we do another podcast in between, which sometimes it happens for us. <laughs> Probably not going to happen, though. <laughs> Alright, bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoy the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com. Thank you.